author of Lunchtime on the Rebel HD2. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. It's Talk That Talk on 91.5 KUNV, the Rebel HD2. Today, we've got a lot to talk about. We have UNLV Rebels uh, making moves in a whole bunch of sports. We're going to hit on that. We have to talk about NBA. We have some trades from Oakland. And, of course, we have some hockey. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Talk That Talk. Talk to talk, we talk to talk from the shots is called to the tomahawks to the league boss and the ones who lost. Give it to me once I don't drop the ball to the home runs that was out the park. Kershaw when I'm pitching off. Kobe the Howard, he looking soft. LA Rams in the city, y'all. Got special guests, got breaking news. Come talk to talk with Hello, hello. Again, you're listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5 KUNV, the Rebel HD2. Uh, it's a great day today, Chatterbox. Yes, How it are you is. feeling? Uh, I feel like I'm trying to come down with like, I'm not even going to speak it out into the world, but I don't know what it is, but you know, a little sore throat, but I'm all right. Yeah, but I don't think you sound too sore. I think you know what? I was really happy when you told me that this morning because I thought I was... I sounded terrible up here. No, we're good. We're good. I'm Alex White. Follow me on Twitter at Alex White with two E's. This is my co-host, Terrell Chatterbox. Yes, yes. His uh, Twitter handle is? At Sir underscore Chatterbox. That's C-H-A-T-T-E-R-B-O-X. Thank you. That's I'm gonna have to too. get. I'm gonna have to practice that <laughs> so I can actually do that for you. Well, I mean, it's 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 cool. We we go back and forth on the mic, so it's fine. Yeah, it works. that's true. So let's talk about UNLV a little bit. What's up? Um, Mountain West conference yes. starts today for women. Yes, yes. Tomorrow for men's. It's starting up. It's starting up. Um, I guess we'll start with the women's first. Um, shout out to uh, Nikki Wheatley. Yes. For being an honorable mention in the Mountain West. Shout out to Rod Wade for being the sixth person of the year in the Mountain West. Yes. RJ. Um, I mean, again, I've been telling people since last year when you watch this team, there's something in here. There, there, there's something in here, and uh, Coach Ko is working. Coach Ko and that coaching staff is working to figure out exactly what it is. But we, we, we see it every year. They, they shock somebody. Well, last year we it was definitely a letdown because they came into the conference number one, right? Right, and then they got knocked out in that first game. Right. I think in the grand scheme of things, I guess when you look at the overall season, though, when you capture that excitement. Of a, of a conference title regardless of the way that the season ended you got to look at it as a win especially coming into the year when whatever the expectations were whatever they were um again like i said conquering your conference is not easy um so again like i said any any time it gets to this time of year regardless if you didn't win it anyway you feel like it's a fresh start so of course that's that's the end of the spectrum that we're on this uh, particular time so they play today they play uh i believe it's at 2 p.m somewhere around there they're playing fresno state mm. do we know the rankings right now okay i was about to transition into the men's uh bracket so let's look um well, oh yeah. you know what let me can i actually do um mom's tipping mom's tipping let's first. let's start with mom's because tipping. now let me type in mountain west tournament there we go this is a Monday. This is why I feel like the show people really can kind of vibe with the show because they understand it is a Monday. So we we literally be trying to like figure stuff out in the moment. But shout out to my mom because she sent me one today. 
And um, she's actually at, at a doctor's appointment. And she sent me this and said, and it's a quote that says, when everything feels like an uphill struggle, just think of the view from the top. Nice. So I feel like that was a, super applicable to what we're going through right now in terms of what we're trying to start up here. So um, thank you, Ma. I like that. <laughs> you might have to send that to me because my girls will like that a lot, too. I will. That's, send it to you right now. That's a great quote. Um, yeah. And thank you gotcha. for sending us tippins every week. Yes. Her every and week. your dad. That's awesome one of my favorite segments definitely or portions right right so let's um, look at this mountain west turn we are the four or five similar to the men's um technically they're the fifth seed or we're the fifth seed and fresno state is the fourth seed okay and that game is at 2 30 right when class starts oh. <laughs> we'll be paying attention super, super um okay so tomorrow yes yes so tomorrow starts for up for the men's and um you know what i just want to do this really quick because um women's basketball has been the women's basketball beat has been covered by i believe tyler Scher for por- for a portion of the year and uh deontay hagler um so shout out to duna shout out to tyler um for uh getting that coverage but i'm the one that who who, who covers the men's team and just one thing that I kind of want to come in and just kind of now that the season, the regular season is over, I just want to overall just look at everything. So 17 and 13 record, okay. not 20 wins, We whatever the case may be, but still in the conference tournament, you still got a chance to get to 20 wins. Um, so I think when I look at the overall season and especially all the storylines, whatever the storylines may have been going through it, Looking at the season overall, the Rebels were swept twice during the year, which was to UNR and San Diego State. Aside from that, UNLV swept five conference series. And shout out to you because you actually mentioned this before they finished mm-hmm. these series. And mm-hmm. you're like, if they do or when they do. Yep. And then good for them that they actually pulled that off. Absolutely. And took those series. So Absolutely. And then uh, the only thing – so if so the team went – 10 and 0 against San Diego or excuse me San Jose State uh Wyoming New Mexico Boise and Colorado State okay so th- they went 10 and 0 against those two schools they split the season series with Air Force they lost the one that they played against Utah State and they lost the one that they played against Fresno State so that's that's where everything kind of shakes up so when everything finally breaks down UNLV was tied for fourth in the Mountain West with the team that they're going to have to play in the first round uh-huh. or how the first game that they're going to play, which is, I believe, the second round because it's the 4 or 5 matchup. Um, okay. They're playing San Diego State. So this is the third chance, obviously. You're, you're going to be facing these teams three times usually. Um, the luck of the draw. Right. So I'm going to say the luck of the draw. But what I want people to do when they're overall looking at the season is to really take into consideration that of what the team did during conference. Because, of course, the 11 and 7 in conference doesn't look the best or 12 and 7, whatever the case may be, doesn't may not look the best. But when you finally break down what went into it and what it is and you finally kind of like look at all the injuries and all the storylines or whatever the case may be. There was a lot of adversity adversity that this team fought through that tied for fourth with San Diego State. When if you look at it, too, and if you split that season series, I'm not even sure what, what it goes on to next. But if UNLV finishes above San Diego State in the top four of the Mountain West Conference, I mean, 
it, it's definitely trending upward. Let's put it that way. Well, that's definitely good that we have you to point this out because I wouldn't have realized that they went 10-0 and against those other five conference teams. Mm-hmm. So that is huge. And I feel like women's is kind of the same way. Like, they're very good against, like, certain teams. And always. in our conference, they always, like, come together. Always. Like, I was at a few of those games, and, yeah, they just – they definitely are trending upward, too. So – and I mean, we, we talk about it all the time. We talk about it mainly with football, but <laughs> I tell you all the time, what's one of the biggest games that I fear going into every year? Oh yeah, that right. Fort Field, Detroit. Why do I why why? Why am I so fearful of Detroit? They're like, Oh, Detroit's not gonna do anything. You're right. But they can keep us from getting the bye. Like they can keep Green Bay from getting that first round bye. So it's things like that, but it goes back to familiarity. Yep. That's what it goes back to. So again, San Diego State is two and zero against UNLV. In, in the men's um on the men's side this year, hey, this third it's really, really hard to beat a conference team three times in the season. Okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot. We'll see. Again. What's up? So the second game I know how that ended. Um mm-hmm. we lost by one. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. how do you know how the first one ended? Yeah, I don't okay. want to <laughs> what's up? It wasn't good. Any trip to San Diego State in recent memory hasn't been pleasant. Okay. It wasn't as bad as the thirty eight point loss thing last year. So, uh, for what it's worth, it wasn't that. Well, the second game was better. Yes, much better. This third game is going to be. And again, like I said, it's not even to try to sound like a homer or whatever the case may be, because I got a report on the story either way. My win-loss record is 0-0, zero and zero, so I don't have a stake in the team, but I do go to UNOV. And again, like I said, we, the team traveled to San Diego State, didn't turn out the way that they wanted. The team obviously hosted San Diego State here, lost by a point. After being down by double digits and rallying back yes. and that rally coming up just short, regardless of what happens, we understand that this is the Mountain West tournament, but it's hosted at the Thomas and Mack Center. This is a home game. There's no other way to cut it, slice it. Doesn't matter. This is a home game. The There's no reason why the TMC shouldn't feel like a home game. The only downfall that the Rebels have with the home game or the advantage there that they could have is our is the fan base. Because they don't really show up. I mean, I would say that it's pretty evenly spread throughout the conference. You know, people are traveling. It's not that far. It is a trip to Vegas. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. They de- Other teams are coming out here without without yeah. question. It's a trip to Vegas, point blank period. doesn't even matter if their team is the eight seed. Ed, yo, yeah. we're going to Vegas. I love the Mountain West Conference. I, I it's, mean, always, hey. it's always great. I mean, like you said, you're um clean slate mm-hmm. you never know what can happen let's do it let's get back to it yeah that's exactly what it that's exactly what it SDSU is you beat reno that sorry unr unr this year that's cool that's cool and so you don't know i'm it's gonna be interesting yeah. we didn't get our chance to do um the podcast this week but obviously we had two podcasts go up in the same week that we finally got up so that's perfectly fine so um we didn't get the chance to talk about the Utah State and UNR I was, game, but I, was gonna bring I do want to. Yeah, I do want to touch on that. We'll do it on the podcast because we're on UNLV time. I'm not going to do it here, but um, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, move okay, on. Okay, but that so was who's number topic. two? Who's number two? Number three? Uh, so yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I believe Utah State is number two, and I believe three is Fresno, if I believe correctly. Why is this? State. Yeah, this is. I wish that I could go. You're going to be there all week. Yeah, pretty much. I will be in there, aside from times that I have classes for the most part, unless it's a game that like really has to do something with us. But even then, we're nearing towards um, midterm, so I'm not really going to miss class if I don't have to. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Um, 
Okay, so what else is going on in college basketball? Anything we need to touch on? Catch any of those games this weekend? North Carolina has Duke's number. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so Zion is not back yet. You know what? The reason why I say that, you're right. You're absolutely right. He's not back yet. But the reason why I say that is that because. That was my rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it might be a pretty good one. But I'm under the impression now. And again, like I said, I'm. Again, when you look at that that three that they have, and I know I understand it's a team sport, but when yes. you look at those three freshmen, that's in the actually those four. Because I don't think Trey Jones is a freshman, is he? He might be a sophomore. I'm not sure. But when you look at in general, just those four with Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson, yeah. and um, Trey Jones, who's Tyus Jones' little brother, that tandem, it it wouldn't surprise me if they're that dominant and. I feel like everybody has a kryptonite. Yeah. And it just wouldn't be surprising that that powerful, like, you guys were supposed to be the ones that, like, were supposed to be undefeated. And when you look at all of their losses, it just wouldn't surprise me if they met UNC again and they got put out because of meeting that Tar Heel team again. I just wouldn't be surprised if they lived. No. And I'm scared that he's listening to this right now. I know. Because it's just one of those things where, like I said, I try to be a realist. Yeah. And. As I said before, it just wouldn't be it wouldn't be surprising growing up a sports fan. Wouldn't be surprising to see that storyline play out that way, and because the haters will always say, "Couldn't get past North Carolina. Yep. You had three shots. Yep. Couldn't get past them. We didn't have Zion for two of them. Doesn't matter. You couldn't get past them." Ugh. So I, I just could see that happening. I mean, it's sports. So ironically, um, Colin Cowherd was just talking about that how we love sports because we love the impossible and right. the unpredictable and right. so that's funny yours fits right into that same i try yeah but i'm gonna have to say zion comes back duke gets it together and they're going pretty far in this tournament. if they don't run into unc if they don't run into unc they're not going to like you know what's funny too because when i look at this like i look at texas tech as somebody that's gonna break a bracket i look at somebody yes. i look at some uh, a team as confident as kansas I look at them getting bounced early just to, just because. It always happens to a team, and they've lost a couple of games this year that I wasn't expecting them to lose. Wouldn't surprise me if they're that team this year, that they just so happen to get bounced. Sweet 16, that's relatively early for them, so I wouldn't be surprised with that. Um, around a 32 might be kind of interesting, but, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, my bracket might look, some uh different from some other people's but there's gonna be some acc teams in that elite eight um what are we doing possibly. next sunday uh where is this are we it? Going next sunday? is this selection sunday or we have one more week this isn't it it's next week so we're, yeah, do, we're we gonna do a podcast during that right Sunday. Next. wait a minute the week coming up you know what's funny i don't have production day you don't oh yeah we have to you don't say you know what? We might, we might, we might have just stumbled upon something. This, this is literally how we come up with our ideas, guys. Thanks for bearing with us. Thanks for bearing with us. But this is literally how it happens. You guys just witnessed it. That was magic. Poof. But um, I can't wait. I can't wait to make our bracket. I oh, that's wait. gonna be fun. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. And you know what's funny? I always wanted to do something on campus for Selection Sunday, and I mean, I'm not ever ruling it out. Obviously, for the period of time that I'm gonna be on this campus, but um. I tell people all the time, I've seen weirder things happen. I've seen weirder things happen. I believe in energy. There's been a lot circling this team. Okay. All right. Hey. 
Okay, we still have a tournament. Oh, I want to show you this picture too because we have actually a story. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not mispronouncing his name, but Miggy Contreras um, wrote a story for us and he was talking about the sleeper teams in the Mountain West tournament. The artwork that we have for it, it's a graphic that was, oh, and I do not know who did it. If I'm wrong, please correct me, but I believe it's Maxine Cerna. Uh, who's actually a graphic uh, designer for us at the uh, Scarlet and Gray Free Press. And the artwork is (laughs) two children's bed, but it's the Utah State Aggie, and it's the UNR Wolfpack. Like, it's a mascot. Both of them are sleeping, snug. Right. And there's a huge, like, window, like a panel, and all (laughs) all you see is the cowboy hat and the mustache, and all you see is the silhouette. Mark my words. Some I, I don't. I I'm not that. saying. That awesome. I'm not saying we are going to win it all. If the Thomas and Mac shows up, and I, it shouldn't be a caveat, but truthfully speaking, if the Thomas and Mac shows up for UNLV games during this Mountain West tournament, the way that they did spottingly throughout the season in terms of certain games, yes, this could be big. The end there. Those home games were so much fun so oh, much yeah. energy the crowd helped a lot so um, much and, and so many times that just going back to the season and i and a lot of people like to say that it seems like oh like you have to do it you're playing the sport whatever the case may be or you're on the team or for coaches you're getting the checks or whatever the case may be but when you really listen to coach menzies speak during the press conference is and i was talking to somebody recently and we kind of joked and was like, it sounds like he works for marketing. Like, he's always like, you know what, next game, he throws out the date, fans, you know what, this yeah. would be a big opportunity. We feed off it. He does it so many times. So it's just one of those things to where I, I know that about him already. That goes back to last season, whatever the case may be. I'm, I'm realizing it. This season, I noticed Noah said, and Noah is the person that's going to speak. He's the, uh, but I'm obviously being the senior probably the most vocal senior um not even probably yeah. the most vocal senior he's the one that he's that's gonna you know what i mean that's gonna be the pulse of the team at least is gonna feel that way um he came out a couple of times and was like you know what i mean the fans showed up tonight it was great um you know what i mean next game is just as big if we can get that again like whatever whatever amari has done it before to see different players do it now in addition to coach i mean they feel it yeah. i mean and you see because that san diego state game that first half i was like Okay, this is this is is defense. I'm looking at what it is. Both teams are trying to trying to find those holes. They're seeing them, but the defense is 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 too tight. Once that second half started, I was like, "Oh, they settled in. They yeah. figured out what it was. They settled in. The fans the fans are here. Everything was working in their favor." And I mean, like I said, they fell just short. They're getting another shot. Give them that same support, please. Please. And you know what? It I tell is, people all the time, too, it doesn't make any difference to me. I have to be there regardless. Please keep that in mind. Right. But the atmosphere just makes it that much more fun. And, I mean, I've, I'm going to make myself sound old right now, but I've been <laughs> um, here or a part of this UNLV for 11 years now. And I have to say, it is, it's disappointing how many coaches and captains or leaders of the team have to constantly say that because the Vegas fan base – has always been like that, and they've always been uh, hit or miss, or you know, when we're winning, they're there. So they have to plug that. They have to say, "Come to our next one," and it's it's 
all across the board, you know, from Coach K to Sanchez. Like he, if you listen to his, he's constantly like, come right. on, show up, get Always. out to Sam Boyd. So. That is another person. Yeah, Sanchez does it a lot too. Sanchez sounds like he's working for marketing almost as well. Um, but again, they're working like said, for their team. They're, at, they're, that's, like, they, that's exactly what they're working for. They're working for the the leaders in those in those locker rooms, the the futures that they're trying to build in those locker rooms. So I mean, I'm 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 all for it, especially when you're sitting in a press conference and you hear them speak it, and you hear them voices so many times. Just sitting on the other end, you kind of just sit there and you just. I mean, I just wonder how many times if I had a clicker, like a counter, yeah, of just how many, not even a certain coach says it, but just how many it said, how many times it said at UNLV. But I guess I kind of got a question for you, really quick. Um, being from Vegas, what is is it true that because that's the case with most sports, is it because it's college athletics, or is it because kind of a similar situation with LA? It's so much to do. I think because there's so much to do. Okay. I also think it's hard with. Um, Sam Boyd not being on campus, that's definitely harder for our okay. football program, getting people to actually make the drive out there, um, as opposed to Thomas and Mac being right here. I think that's a little bit easier for, you know, the students that live on campus. But, yeah, around town, yeah, there's always something to do. I mean, the rodeo comes in and takes over the Thomas and Mac, and we have to go to a casino to play. So, right. yeah, I think that's always been a tough thing. But... I mean, look at the Knights. They definitely showed that we have a good fan base and that they're out there somewhere. You know, we just got to keep keep the records going, keep improving, and get those people to be more loyal to the Rebels. And I was just about to say, and for what it's worth is, um, for what it's worth is, or actually not even is, because I was about to ask you a question, but for what it's worth being at the football games, you do have the student section where you kind of see the students there and they definitely show up. Shout out to the, uh, the rebellion. When it shows up, I tell people all the time, we have the potential to be, regardless of what the sport is doing, we have the potential to be that student section. Yeah, we do. absolutely. We have the creativity. We have the personality. We have the characters in the bunch. Yes. I mean, we just need the, the constant support from numerous fans. It's, I mean, it yes. can't be the same 40 people showing up. It's like we need that entire section. We need it flooded. Yes. We need it bleeding in the other section. So, um, But one thing that I will say with football, again, you see this, the same students or whatever the case may be, but you look around and you see, I mean, you're looking at shirts or jerseys from class of 70, class of 80, and you're like, Oh, it runs deep. So when you look at football, you realize the passion behind it. Again, there's a lot of times where I've shown up and sat kind of like at kind of where the name is at Sandboy Stadium and just taking like a panoramic pick just around it. The amount of times that teams like Utah State, teams like um, San Jose State, no, Hawaii. Yes. Teams like um, Hawaii. Hawaii's, they Rabble. yes they do they oh love las gosh. vegas oh my gosh that game was i was like yo we are completely outnumbered right now this oh, is yeah. not even our home stadium so i was thinking the hawaii situation was like oh maybe that's just that situation no it happens often yeah it happens often too often too often to the point to where a, t a turnover is made by us and you hear majority cheers you're a little confused in the stadium yeah. like this feels like a road game so I mean I don't I don't know like I said it, these teams are obvious these players are obviously giving it their all these coaches are obviously out there working, um, I mean it, it's free games I mean it's free for us yeah exactly walk Students, in come 
on. Just walk in. Okay, I, I'm sorry because I totally took it here. And I said to you, okay, we have a lot of UNLV um, sports to hit on right now. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about football? And you said, no, football gets all the fall. Let's yes. hit on the other sports. Let's and do I it. still got football little... in there. But so it always works. You were at baseball a weekend. They took the series from Bradley. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. So they're doing pretty well. And then shout out to softball because Fuego. their record is now 19 and 5. And they beat Stanford twice mm. this weekend. So mm. their next home series is this weekend against um, Boise State. So big conference this series weekend, this huh? weekend. Yeah. And then I haven't caught a softball game this year. I need to go. I do too. I haven't caught one. We need to go. Do we have baseball this weekend? We have baseball midweek. Oh, but I said we have baseball midweek? No, but then we're on the road now. But then on the road this weekend. Honestly, okay. we had six, so I'm not even sure if we even play this weekend. We we play this Tuesday. Oh, you mean they might be. You might have. Okay. might either be off, but I know for a fact if we do play, we're on the road. Um, Did you know that high school students, middle school students, and elementary students get in for free at the baseball games? I did not know that. Well, now you do, and now you can tell your uh, your team, too. Let's take a break, and then when we get back, let's talk about Antonio Brown. Hopefully he's coming to Vegas, and let's talk about NBA. You're listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5 KUNV, the Rebel HD2. Con Am Management is proud to partner with 91.5, the Rebel HD2, for RepFest 2019. Con Am Management has 27 apartment communities with a variety of floor plans and styles in the Las Vegas Valley and will be on campus for RevFest on Tuesday, March 12th to showcase properties and answer questions. Information including online leasing, floor plans, and more about their communities is at conam.com. Support for 91.5 The Rebel HD2 comes from Smashburger, located on Maryland Parkway in University Square. Smashburger is open daily from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. To help you breeze through your midterms, Smashburger is offering students free fries and a drink with the purchase of any entree. To make it better, Smashburger now accepts Rebel Cash. Smashburger, the official sponsor of Lunchtime on The Rebel HD2. On the next Humankind, reclaiming the December holidays for mass merchandising. We hear stories of people who seek greater holiday focus on quality time with loved ones. Plus a look at the environmental impact of all those store-bought gifts. Also, carving out downtime from our digital devices. I'm David Freudberg. Join us for Humankind. Thursday night at 9 on 91.5. The Source. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5 KUNV, the Rebel HD2. Mm-hmm. I'm Alex White here with Chatterbox. Mm-hmm. How many times do we have to listen to that Smashbox commercial? Or oh, the Smashburger? Yeah. I mean, Smash, sorry, Smashburger. You know what's so funny, though? I'm over here, like, scrolling I mean, through the script. I'm only mad script, because it's noon and I'm, like, hungry and then we have... And it always runs during... We're not even going to address this, but we have multiple Smashburger uh, PSAs and announcements and things of that nature. I think we got another one in this hour. Um, and yeah, they're out here. They're, yo, anybody that's showing love to UNLV, I'm going to show love. So, yeah. hey, Smashburger it is. Is that looking like lunch? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, after you hear that, if you, you can, hear it so many like, times, yes, hey, and you guys are right next door, let's, why not? Um, can we get Uber Eats or what? <laughs> That would be cool. I am an employee of Postmates, so okay. Okay. we're about to say we're going to Postmate it. 
Okay. I'm down for that. All right, we can do that. Okay, before we move on, we're still on college hoops just a little. Did you catch Mm -hmm. that Michigan State-Michigan game? No. For the final. Were you surprised that Michigan State pulled that off? Remember how a lot of times I feel like it might be a cop-out, but it's a part of the sport, too. You ask me certain questions about, like, the Clippers. You ask me certain questions about Kentucky. You ask me certain questions about Villanova. I'll point to their coach. Tom Izzo? Am I surprised that he pulled it out? No. Yeah, that's true. No, (laughs) not at all. Especially, like I said, when you go back to those rivalries, when you go back to those, to those, 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 uh, ah, it's coming from a place of sports, but when you come from that hateful place, it is. Like, that UNLV and UNR is a hateful place. Like, it's just like, we don't like you guys, you guys don't like us. Obviously, it's all competitive, it's all in the game of sports. Um, But, I mean, it just, that, that's, that's the intensity that you want. Um, one thing I do want to point out though about that rivalry about Michigan and Michigan State, yo, I seen the funniest thing, and I think I was in middle school. Maybe I was like, maybe I was in high school, and obviously rivalry week during football, pranks are gonna happen. Think okay. whatever the case may be. So growing up in LA, seeing USC and UCLA go back and forth was kind of interesting. Um, I think one of the dope ones that I saw was they took a uh, UCLA and this. Probably doesn't even sound as dope, but they took a UCLA, like just a brewing bear, and they stuck it on the sword of Tommy Trojan, yeah. and they left it there the entire week. So, of course, throughout the week, it was just, it was hanging off, it yeah. was stuff was coming out. So, it was kind of fun for the aesthetic, but I think the funniest one that I saw, I don't support vandalism, but the funniest one that I saw <laughs> was, I don't know who did it for Michigan State, but they took green cans of spray paint yeah. onto the Michigan campus, and everywhere you see that huge m logo they put su in green paint behind it that was the funniest thing in the world because there's no way you guys went around the campus in one swoop yeah. and got all of them yeah there's no way because everywhere they saw one they wrote it i promise you teachers were probably teaching classes letting up boards and then realizing like the m got an su behind it, and they're just like oh my gosh we don't get to they're too, too far. Right they're here, eight right? hours. Yeah. They're eight hours. We're not gonna go and steal one of their wolves. Like we're not. We're not doing that. Steal like, one of their wolves. Like, we're gonna steal one of their wolves. They're gonna <laughs> like, take like, Hey Reb. I'll be very upset. I would be very upset. Um, <laughs> Don't ha- touch Hey Reb. Speaking of, because this is what I imagined when you said that LSU, they have the tiger on campus. Mm-hmm. You know? Like that would be sick. Like you and I, step step your game up. Like get a wolf out there. Just hey, <laughs> just hey. chilling, right? See, I don't need no situation like they have a wolf and then the wolf get loose because they can't control it. That just that just sound like some UNR or something to do. It um, just seemed like a something tiger. That they would do. That's LSU, though. You trust UNR? Oh, oh, oh. All right. I don't want them holding a the tiger either. <laughs> I don't no. want them holding anything at this point. No. But, I mean. Have you been there? To UNR? No. Oh, LSU? LSU. No, but I want to. Yeah. Uh, it's some pla- we, we've talked we talked about baseball, I think, the different parks we got to visit. Yes. We just have yes. to go on a sports. We'll, we'll get into it maybe on a podcast because maybe one day we'll be able to with this with this idea that I have. Yeah, that would be cool. Just a road trip. Constant one? Yeah. Let's do wink, it. Wink, wink. Telling you. Sponsors. Sponsors. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about we out here um, our soon-to-be NFL team here. Let's do it. They just picked up someone great. So, uh, how do you feel Ooh. about Antonio Brown going to uh, the Raiders? I'm happy when I can genuinely, genuinely see somebody that's happy. And when you look at the NFL, you see a lot of players who I feel like are doing things. Literally, because Marshawn Lynch. 
I'm just here so I don't get fined. They're just here so they are insured their check next week. So, I mean, when you look at it that way, I mean, we'll see how long it stays in terms of we can get into football later, but I'm just talking about human yeah. interaction. He looks genuinely happy. Um, he finessed them. Yeah. Plain and simple. He he got what he wanted. He got what he wanted. And Stephen A. Smith is a Patriot fan. I mean, is a Patriot, is a Steeler fan. And I, um, I usually defer to people who it's their favorite team if they're realistic, if they're realistic thinkers. And Stephen A. Smith said he wouldn't be surprised if because there was no conversation out of the locker room from anybody else, he wouldn't be surprised if it was like a ploy the entire time just to get out because he is he was entering the last year of his contract with guaranteed money. The trade featured a restructuring a restructuring of his deal where now he's on a three year fifty point one million dollar deal, but thirty point one of that is guaranteed from the Raiders. And then on top of that, twenty one point one of that is getting absorbed by by Pittsburgh because of dead um I mean picking it up in dead money. But when you look at Antonio <laughs> It's so funny because it really kind of sunk in this morning because when you look at what Antonio Brown did, yeah. But it's a win-win. For him? Right. And for I think so. And for the Raiders. Oh, yeah, beyond a win. And we have the conversation a lot about asking your legends to walk away and wanting to remember your legends the way that you want to remember them. I'm not going to lie. Me and my brother have had most. Shout out to Jarrell. I don't think I've ever done that. Shout out to Jarrell. <laughs> I love you, bro. I know, I know you listen. I have no idea why I haven't done it. I'm sorry. But um, me and Jarrell have had plenty of conversations about John Gruden and the way that we remember him growing up. After the Khalil Mack trade, I called him and was like, bro, what's up with your boy? And he was like, I don't know, man. But in a second, I'm about to go to Oakland and ask him. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to figure this one out. After the Amari Cooper trade, I called him and was like, bro, what are we witnessing? I know. And Jarrell was like, you know what? I'm this season. He was like, this season? Oh, it's a it's a wash. It's for sure a wash. He was like, next season? Probably a wash, too. What Gruden, if especially if he pulls off Le'Veon Bell, too? Yes. Now, when you kind of look at the top of the draft, he doesn't necessarily have to go get a quarterback. So, if he doesn't want to go get a quarterback... You go get a, a, oh, what is his name? It's bothering me. I don't think his first name is Jake. Is it? It might be Jake. His last name is Allen from Kentucky. He's number 41. I'm looking right at him. I'm looking right at him. Allen, Kentucky. He's number 41. He, if the Raiders go out, whatever his name is, if the Raiders go out and get him, the Raiders next year might. What position? Defensive end. Okay. So they got to they got to replace Glomac. And you're probably not going to go out and get you're you're not high enough to go get Nick Bosa. Um which would be dope if he had to play his brother twice a year. He obviously wouldn't play against him, but if he had to see his brother twice a year. Um but you're not going to get a Khalil Mack level talent on the free market, I don't believe. Um so with that being said, you're probably going to take that with the pick that you have, especially the or the first one that you have. And then, I mean, you can go a bevy of different places after that, but running back probably. They need to work on the O-line too, right? Yeah. Protect I mean, Carr. When you, yeah, when you look at what Derek Carr has been through. Yeah. Especially injuries. Okay, so where do you see – I mean, Marshawn Lynch, he might actually 
I enjoy mean, playing a little bit more. He has some mm-hmm. help. Like, mm-hmm. let's get Bell too. Hey, I mean, hey. I'm not gonna lie. I felt the same way. I think a lot of Raiders fans, um, in general, I saw a lot. Like, what is happening? I thought, you know, a lot of people doubted Gruden. Said he was too old. He's been, you know, out of it too long. But then the Raiders fans were like all on board. Like you said, you're like, no, watch him, watch him. Mm-hmm. He still got it. And then it was a little scary for a second yeah, there. Yeah, because I was, I was, oh man, me and Jarrell were talking, and it was so many conversations. Like, bro, like, because my brother has a son who, please tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe I am. Cameron should be nine. Um, shout it out, Cameron. Um, Cameron should be nine, and that's kind of like the the perspective i'm speaking from i looked at jarell and was like jarell he loves the raiders because of you like he loves football because of you he's gonna hate john gruden and we're gonna love him like what's going on so i was definitely like john gruden is gonna make me look crazy (laughs) he's gonna make all the legend conversation and everything else because i understand the situation about the title in tampa bay you could say that it was tony dungy's team and probably right but regardless of the fact you still have to be the leader i mean Right. It's the same conversation that people say about um, Steve Kerr. Still, it's Mark Jackson's team. You're kind of right, but yeah, I mean, you, you, he's still the man leading the job. So there's a, a plenty. I'll put it this way: you still have to do everything right because you can still do one thing and everything can go wrong. Yeah, Let's, there it is. Yeah. That's so him not doing that one thing to make everything go wrong. Some people like to look at it glass half empty. I'd rather look at it glass half, uh, half full. Well, we're going to get back to Steve Kerr here in a second, probably the next segment. But um, one more question for you. Mm -hmm. So uh, everyone's saying like Gruden loves AB. And that was like kind of like you said, it was like there wasn't much talk. It was kind of already whatever this was being made. But I can't help but wonder because one of the comments is that he loves the type of player he is at practice. He's Mm -hmm. a hard worker. He's constantly working to get better. I can't help but wonder what that says about Amari Cooper. I thought the same thing. If he was so willing to get rid of or give him up, but then wanted Antonio Brown. At the same time, too, you could also look at John Gruden and say, where's the leadership? How come you didn't bring somebody in to mentor him? I mean, you look at somebody like, again, Larry Fitzgerald is a lifelong Cardinal. Who's to say that they even deal him? But you have a lot of stake to kind of play with. I mean, you had stake from the Khalil Mack trade. Yeah. You, people thought that trade was crazy anyway, so whatever the case may be. Again, you probably tie your hands and you don't get A.B. now, but or you don't get A.B. now, actually. But um, when you just kind of look at it from that perspective, you just could ask a plenty of different things to John Gruden in terms of, well, what did you do to help him? Right. He was young. You're yeah. getting A.B. who's been in the league for nine years, correct? Am I wrong? Might be more. Uh, 2010? I think that's, I think that's I right? correct. Around that time. Yeah. So you're still getting a veteran, regardless of the fact you're getting a veteran. Um, so it's just one of those things where I thought about the same exact thing, but then I found myself, like, it was one of those things where, like, if they were both in front of me and they got A.B. and he said what he said about A.B., I kind of would have slightly looked at Amari, like, well, what is that? And before I even would have finished the question, I kind of would have turned back around and looked at John Gruden, like, well, you kind of gave up on him. Yeah. Like quickly. Like, so, I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm not at that practice. So I don't know if you saw something that turned you off as opposed to something that you saw. Maybe I can tweak. And again, that goes from there. But it doesn't look like he's having a problem in Dallas. And it looks like he's going to get paid. Yes. Well, I guess that goes back to coaching and coaching um, each athlete differently. Mm -hmm. So AB may already have that fire 
but well, like it you're was saying, in Amari Cooper's situation, it might have been development. Yeah, which John Gruden. I, I'm gonna tell you another reason why I feel like he might have went and got AB aside from production on the field. AB screams a lot. Chucky's not gonna have to scream too much at Derek Carr if AB's on the field. Yeah, AB's gonna scream at Derek Carr. One hundred percent. That's all I'm gonna say. It'll be interesting to see how. We'll know how this... really soon if Derek Carr is the answer. We'll know relatively quick. And again, I keep telling people all the time. I'm gonna. I don't care what anybody says. I'm hanging on to that MVP caliber season because I saw something. And right, you still right. see something. Even in the, in the seasons that it doesn't go well, you still see flashes of something. Well, he's, John Gruden, if you're who I believe you are, you're supposed to be the one to find this. Oh, yeah. Quarterback. Yeah. John Gruden quarterback can't. What happened? Yeah. So I'm definitely that. But again, I think in the it's scary because in the development of that, I think somewhere down the line, he was like, I need help with doing this amari you're not you're you're open a lot of times and you're not on his head yeah i need you to get after him the way i'm getting after him you don't care i don't care that makes sense you don't want the ball i don't i don't want you to get the ball it doesn't matter matter of fact i don't want you here yeah sounds uh sounds maybe right. who's to say that that's not the conversation ab you're not getting enough touches hmm he's always open i'm sure he's looking at Derek carr the whole time like all right we're gonna see Derek carr really needs to uh pull his shoulders back and he needs to Find his toughness a little bit, too. Because otherwise, I think he'll be great with A.B. in the sense of, like, you know, okay, okay, yeah, that was on me. Mm-hmm. My bad. I'll fix it. But you, he can't he can't let him walk all over him too much, you know? Right. He still has Especially to early. be. Yeah. Especially early. Because so. it will not stop. That's, that was my fear with him going to Arizona. I was like, Josh Rosen? Yeah. Whoa. I was like, A.B.'s going to get him out of there fast so Derek Carr I was a lot more happy in that situation I was like cool Derek Carr is gonna get somebody to obviously you know what I mean help him out more I thought Amari was I thought Amari was fine um but I mean hey yeah it is what it is again like I said John Gruden apparently saw something so what are the Steelers doing Mm. do you call this a rebuild now Mm. you have no answer Mm -hmm. for me Mm -mm. (laughs) mm-mm Does anyone, anyone listening, what's mm-mm. what's going on in Pittsburgh? I think people in Pittsburgh don't, mm-mm. they over there like, mm. Um, They're like, we're yo, killing it in uh, our other sports. Man, the we're only thing that I will away. say is they better hope, and they better hope that Big Ben, toward the end of his career, is more on a lower scale Tom Brady and not on the higher scale Eli Manning. Because you got Juju. You still have James Conner. Yeah. You're still going to have a yeah. defense. Okay. So if the Steelers aren't the Steelers still, they're probably still going to look at you and say, "Yeah, that's maybe true. we made the wrong decision. That is very true. That took me a second to like take that in. But yeah, Eli Manning... Yeah, I mean, if he's if he's a better version of Eli Manning as opposed to a worse version of Tom Brady, the Pittsburgh Steelers lost. Yeah. Period. One hundred percent. No other way to put it. You lost. Um. Okay. So I'm thinking I might need to get out to Pennsylvania because I need to like <laughs> I just need to go check out Pittsburgh and Philly and just like I'm going to Philly. I'm so serious. In. I'm going to Philly. How, I'm not kidding. Like, how much do those two cities? How How's That's the rivalry there? I, as a matter of fact, I mean, on the podcast, I'll call my boy Juan. Okay. He lives out in Philly, so we, we'll do that. Okay. We'll do that and figure that out what that's like. that would be interesting because they are very, um, 
I don't know what's the right word, successful, I guess, both. Mm-hmm. You know, they both have their, hey, Philly just got Bryce Harper making moves over there. Yeah, that's. I think that state would be really fun just to check out all these different. You know, I really want to go to hey. Pittsburgh Penguins and check out the Flyers, too. I, were at, I almost went to school in Pennsylvania. Did you? I almost did. I almost There's went to Lincoln lot. University. There's a lot of universities in Pennsylvania. Uh, so many. It's crazy. So many. Like, yeah, I'm... We'll get into that conversation of why I almost went to Lincoln. Yeah. Because that's a podcast conversation for sure. Okay. Are we taking a... Oh, we still have five yeah, minutes? Five, uh, yeah, five minutes. Okay. We're so good. are you surprised with um, this um, West... Sorry, Westgate Superbook. So they hey. adjusted their numbers and Steelers are now mm. 25 to 1 rather than mm-hmm. 20 to 1. And the Raiders are 80 and 1 as opposed to 101. There right? you go. That is correct. That was a, that was like the mental snapshot I I took last night from watching Sports Center. Um, I, I, you know what? I don't mind being wrong, but I'm obviously going to say that the Raiders aren't winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. They. You know what? I was going to say that they probably will be in a realm of just playing spoiler like playing spoiler for somebody if they go out and get Le'Veon Bell and they draft somebody a pass rusher yeah hey they the Raiders might sneak in and be a wild card team so you almost want to like jump on that now the Super Bowl if they well I'm just saying hypothetically Mm. like I I mean imagine if you could have got it at 100 to 1 then they get AB. Okay. It moves down to 80. Then they get Le'Veon Bell. And, and it then moves it moves down. You're right. Okay. So okay. it's like. You might be on to something, actually. Yeah. I forgot. Um, you're, a, you're, a, you're a daughter of a scholar. I, two scholars. <laughs> I forgot. So I, I will never argue with you again. Um, yeah. Shout out to Donna and Kenny. Yeah. We're waiting for Kenny to come on our show so he can talk about the integrity of sports betting and how it all began. And Yes. Yes. That's, I'm, we're reserving that. That's yeah. the first guess. That's kind of the basis of our show. We're in Vegas. That's the first guess. Um, but at the same time, too, I don't know if we ever had this conversation. My dad's name is Kenneth as well. Really? We didn't. So shout out to Kenneth and Olivia as well. Yeah. Hey, that was that was smooth. That was. I don't see how that happened. But um, yes, AB and LB, Le'Veon Bell, I believe would make the Raiders. I don't know if it would be a surprise anymore, though. And I don't know if some people would put, like, unrealistic expectations on them and say AFC Championship or whatever the case may be. But would it be unrealistic if we were just saying it a couple of years ago? No. If they get – if we were saying it about the team that they had a couple of years ago with Jack Del Rio. Yeah, We definitely got to look at a John Gruden-led team with Adrian – I almost said Adrian Broner. I agree 100%. I almost said Adrian Broner because I said A.B. There we go. Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Why is Pittsburgh still 25 to 1? I mean, they still have. They're still. They're probably banking on Big Ben being Big Ben, which is probably what Pittsburgh is doing as well. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm not like. And and the person who made. uh, Shout out to 2K1G who made the uh, theme song for obviously for the show. uh, Theme song and outro, actually. Um, He is. A, I love talking sports with him. He's a Pittsburgh um, Steeler fan. He's a Boston Celtic fan. He is the most blunt, real like sports fan like you you'll ever see. Right. He actually wanted to get rid of AB and Le'Veon Bell 
or some variation of like two of the big three yeah a couple of years ago really and he was like i just we're not gonna win the price is only gonna go down on both of them we gotta move now wow and i was like you sure and he was like honestly bro we're not gonna win with them three he was like as long as tom brady and bill belichick are together yeah they're gonna continue to be the thorn that keeps us from getting it so when he said it i was like you believe this and he was like bro i've lived it like watch he was like we're gonna end up getting rid of him later on and they're we're not gonna get anything back for him and we're gonna be stuck and what does pittsburgh look right now they don't look stuck but why did he never um throw out to trade roethlisberger is he a big taekwon yeah he he he? could have okay again the conversation happened like for real like four years ago maybe three or four years ago and um but is it fair to say most people were on that side? Like, okay, to let's not trade Big Ben. Yeah, let's keep Big Ben. Let's trade these other pieces. Being I mean, I feel AB like a lot of people feel like Bell. it's yeah, because I feel like a lot of people feel like it's harder to play quarterback, and I mean it is. But at the same time, too, Le'Veon Bell and and Antonio Brown aren't average. Like right. they're not even halfway better than average. Like they're superior than than the average player. Exactly. So and he's yeah, he's just gone through so many injuries every season so yeah. um, i mean we'll again see. like i said maybe you have a better conversation about or maybe they have a better standpoint and a viewpoint from um levion bill's perspective saying he took a year off he's a year older he hasn't taken a hit in over a calendar year whatever the case may be maybe you have an argument there but the ab situation i, I did view it as an ab over big ben situation but again all of this is kind of a moot point if um Stephen A. Smith is right, and he actually, um, if, if he's actually right, and they were all a part of this to begin with, because that means A.B. did want to look like the antagonist to the locker room, or not the locker room per se, but to management so they could get rid of him, because Big Ben probably is going to retire a stiller and be a lifelong stiller. Okay. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then uh, get back to some more NBA and NHL, because our playoffs are coming up. Don't go anywhere. You never know when disaster will strike. There are natural disasters and man-made disasters. Natural or man-made, they do not discriminate. It is of the utmost importance that you be aware of your surroundings both at home and at work. If something doesn't look right, let us know. We are Homeland Security and we need your help every day. If you see something, don't keep it to yourself. Say something. Call 877-828-8386. If you're a student, a lawyer, a custodian, a cashier, whatever your profession, keep your eyes and ears open. You're the silver shield that protects both Nevada citizens and our tourists. If you think for one minute that we're insulated from disaster, think again. Remember, if you see something, say something. Who is Homeland Security? Me, you, your family, your neighbors. That's who. Sponsored by the Nevada Homeland Security Commission, Department of Public Safety, Division of Emergency Management, and aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station. This is 91.5 KUNV Las Vegas, The Rebel HD2. That's right. This is 91.5 KUNV, The Rebel HD2. You're listening to Talk That Talk. I'm Alex White here with Chatterbox. Yes, yes. It's Monday. It's now almost one o'clock. I don't have my ring on today. Whoa. Isn't that weird when you feel Ooh. you feel naked when you're missing like one little piece of jewelry that I you always I wear? I thought I lost my ring. It's I up. was so spooked for a second. Hey, sorry. What's up? Before be 
I start uh, getting into this crazy NBA mm-hmm. se- uh, season that we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a new puppy. I did. I did. Oh, my God. How's that going? Had him for three days now. Shout out to my parents. They kept him for a week. I had to move fast because it was it was a, a hookup type of a situation. Um, but, yes, four-month-old Spade is home. So for anybody who knows me already, I have um, a dog already. I have a shepherd lab mix um, named Ace. So I just got him a little brother recently who, according to what his uh, parents before me told me, said that he was a husky lab mix. Um, and his name is Spade. He's can a little we, brother. Can we get a picture of Spade up yes. on our social media? Yeah. Let's do it. As a matter of fact, I needed to do that anyway. Yes, please. He is adorable. I definitely can see the husky. I can't too. Yeah. I see nothing but husky. Yeah. Like, oh man. That's funny. I have a an all black lab. Yes, Bentley. Yeah, Bentley. Bentley's and then the you greatest. have two mix and then I have a little Cooper. He's a little mix of uh Italian Greyhound, some Russell Terrier, and Chihuahua. You can He's see the Jack Russell. Yeah. Once you said it, I'm like, that's what it is. That's where okay. So yeah. Um, we definitely just had puppy talk. Yeah. That's okay. We just had puppy talk. Right. It was, I'm it was ab- quick. Absolutely. You would never hear me say it's not okay. I just can't get over it. Your dog is so cute. I just, puppies, you know, you just, you got to love them. And I'm very jealous that <laughs> me being from Vegas and a card shark, I didn't think about this. And you named yours Ace, Ace and Spade. Ace and Spade. And they are awesome. Yes, there you are. They're pretty, they're pretty dope. Yeah. I'm actually about to throw it up on our... Um, on our Twitter page right now. Again, you guys can go follow us at Talk That Talk LV. Again, go follow us on Twitter at Talk That Talk LV. We're getting ready to post uh, Ace and Spade right yes. now. Yes. Um, okay. And they have silver and black bowls for what it's worth. They do? They have sister and black. They have um, silver and black matching bowls. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, I had to do it. I was I'm not even a Raider fan, but it, this is dope. This yeah. is too ill to pass up. You are now. I'm in Vegas, so it's like, again, like I said, I have family ties to the Raiders, a lifelong Raider. So, I mean, I'm always going to have a, a soft spot for the Raiders. Well, and you cover most sports here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, the chances of you covering them next year, right? I'm hoping so. Yeah. Hoping so. Again, I wish for thinking. Um, you know, jury's still out, but... uh. I would like to. Yeah. I would definitely like to. Absolutely. Um, I I know we have to take another break. Oh, yeah. 59. So It'll I'm, be your favorite thing again. Yes. So I'm kind of trying to push this because I know NBA is going to be a big, a long discussion. <laughs> a long discussion. So um, I want to finish up with. AB? No. Uh, Was that where we were at? Yeah, that is where we were what? at. But Oh, so what are we doing? I don't know. What are we doing? I mean, well, again, like I said, with so much, and, and I was talking to somebody recently about this, with so much going on with football, like obviously from February to April, you have the conversation between us leading up to the draft. I would love, I don't even know how we would look up these numbers. Maybe your dad would be the one to help me out. But I would love to know when's the last time we had this much activity between the Super Bowl and the draft. Yeah. Like this is there's a lot of activity going on. So from from big so such high profile names getting released to um such high profile names getting traded and things of that nature. Um 
just when's the last time we just saw this much like activity before a draft day? That is very true. I will. Ask and you know, the morning of draft day is gonna be crazy. Like it's gonna be still so many phones ringing. Like, hey, last minute, I'll swap you this one for these two. Like, yeah. You down, and then you're gonna have teams that are on the clock. Like, uh, uh, do you see anybody on the board that you want? Oh, well, we can still get him at the next spot. We're only trading down two. So that morning of the first day, I know it's gonna. We think we're seeing some NFL craziness now. Watch the first day of the draft. You know, draft day about the MLB. Mm-hmm. Is there a movie with NFL kind of similar? That's a good question. I don't think I know of any. That would be. Hmm. That'd be a great movie, huh? That'd be fun for us, anyways. Kind of feeling like you're getting to see the behind. That it. would. Because I enjoyed the MLB one with that, like the clock is on, then making decisions. You know. Mm-hmm. The closest thing to it is probably nah, not even that. Never mind. <laughs> this might be my talk nerdy to me. Yeah. I think we just came up with that. I think you just did it. Go ahead and plug it. Hey, tweet me talk hashtag talk nerdy to me if you think of any movies about draft day or similar to draft day with baseball mm-hmm. let me know tweet me either at talk that talk lv or at alex white with two e's make sure you hashtag talk nerdy to me you want to do alternative stats really quick why uh yeah while we're waiting let's do it all right i was gonna ask you about the draft and their odds but i think i'll wait for medina for okay. that because i think she's gonna actually do a mock draft for us so oh what be, oh yeah. we all right you know cool. football is her thing so it is okay are you ready what's up roger clemens won the most um C- cy young thank you cy young awards with seven next one bill russell had the most career rebounds with twenty one thousand six hundred and twenty. And last but not least, Wayne Gretzky had the most career goals in hockey with 894. Two of those are true. True. One of them is false. false. Last one's true. The only person I could compete with Bill Russell in terms of rebounding numbers I would have said was um, Wilt Chamberlain. I'm not sure who played longer. I think. Good gosh. But you know what? The first one that you said. Yes. Roger Clemens. Nolan Ryan has more than Roger Clemens. I believe. And then Cy Young himself, I believe, has more than him. Um, so I'm going to say the first one's false. You were right about Wilt Chamberlain. The second one. Yes. Hmm. You got me. That was a good one. I was nervous, too, because I'm like, I can't give him a basketball stat. He's going to know. <laughs> but you were like, he has, he's leading the board in so many other things. Maybe rebounds is the one that he's not. That's what I was trying to go with. Yeah. That's, that's where I was trying to go. And I was like, I'm going I'm to I'm give, I'm going to shoot Bill some bail. I'm going to say that he, uh, that he topped out in rebounds. But, yeah, doesn't surprise me. Again, a lot of Wilt's numbers are never going to be touched. He has um, over 2,500 more. Than the next person? Yes. Yeah, see, like, it's not even going to be touched. I was trying my best to be like, wishful thinking, wishful thinking. Yeah. But, yeah, the first one I was like, let me let me try to see if I could work my way around that. Yeah. One. But your favorite thing is coming up. We'll be right back. We have to pause for a quick break and then station identification.
Support for 91.5, the Rebel HD2 comes from Smashburger, located on Maryland Parkway in University Square. Smashburger is open daily from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Smashburger now accepts Rebel Cash and is the official sponsor of Lunchtime on the Rebel HD2.